One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, dude, of course. Everybody knows that Wolverine is just two Batmans kissing. I mean... It's part of why it's Perez's favorite superhero in the world. It's this whole, like, you know, hidden feelings and hidden emotions thing that he just really doesn't want to talk. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Walking Blind Podcast. This is episode 80 of the show where we like to normalize checking in on the homies. I'm Mike. The other Mike is somewhere gallivanting around. Um, but we got to sit down this week with our boy, our friend, our homie, and the shred master extraordinaire, David Lyon. <clears throat> so check it out. David is a shred master on the guitar, plays more strings than I can even th imagine thinking of on my guitar, and he's an all-around just dope-ass dude, so we were happy to have him on the show, um, and once again, I'm rambling. I do this when I'm alone, so hang tight. Check out the episode. It's rad. Before we jump into that, a couple of announcements. One, hit us up at walkingblindpod at gmail.com or at walkingblind anywhere so we can sit down and, and talk and have a discussion. Also, <clears throat> check the link in bio because... Uh, I added the playlist, or I'm adding the playlist. I'm saying that now. I'm adding the playlist to the link in bio on our Instagram. So you guys can check that out, follow it, subscribe to it, and shoot us the songs that are that are speaking to your soul with your uh, with your mental health. <clears throat> also, uh, the cups. We're legit down to like the last handful of these cups and the last box. We're just gonna keep the sale going. I mean, you know, we're trying to blow these out, kind of get them out of the garage and and uh Get them in your hands. They work for cold drinks and hot drinks. So check them out and follow us everywhere at Walking Blind Pod, walkingblindpod at gmail.com. Across the board, hit us up. We want to hear from you guys. That being said, this is episode 80 with David Lyon. Check it out right here. Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing to host say medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals. They're about to make that very clear. Anywho. Anywho. How the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> well, things, things good. We're, we're, we're good. Mike's, Mike just got off the phone with his girlfriend. He was sitting in the car while we were hanging out. I didn't realize you guys see that. <laughs> we... <laughs> We I'm have like, Mike on surveillance. Cool. He's sitting out there, like talking to his lady. Like, and no, baby, they're, like, they're cool. You have no idea I'm here. <laughs> like I said, 
You're always being watched, dude. Uh, we all see it. They expect me to be late. I was, I have, like, when he was like, I think Mike's here, I was like, eh, chances are it's not Mike. But other chances, he's in there talking to his girlfriend. Yeah. So. There you go. And I saw the post today. Congrats on that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, that was, that was 15 minutes. Now the 17. world, now the world has kind of a glimpse of how your voice messages go. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Those laughs> <side> tangents. <laughs> it's like that, but without the video. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I I got to, I got to, uh, Jordan, my girlfriend, she got to experience one today. <laughs> like a love voice. Well, no, it's just like I, I caught myself in a in a tangent. I just caught myself being, being like, like waving to like a neighbor or something. I forget what it was. Yeah. I was doing something, and then I came back to the message. I was like, oh shit, sorry, that was. It's just uh, like eight minutes of you just yeah. talking to the neighbor. It's only like like th- thirty seconds of actual content. But yeah. it's like a it's like a three yeah. minute message. That's amazing. And then you're having a conversation with the neighbor for yeah. like three minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good, man. I was in your guys' neck of the woods uh, three weeks ago. Where? What? Um, I was in uh, Moreno Valley, um, Riverside area. Oh yeah. Oh, what are you doing out here? Visiting family. Visiting like family. always. I, I'm probably out there at least at least once a year. Okay. Um so I mean, since that's where I grew up, uh, we go visit family. Yeah. So, dude, any anytime uh, you're in town, hit us up, man. Dude, I will. I actually almost was like, because uh, you actually uh, hit me up to do this uh, right yeah. before I went, and I was gonna be like, well, if he offers, I'll just go and head, you know, head over. <laughs> dude, if I you knew guys. you were here, we would have we would have made it happen. I yeah. I would much Shit. rather be like in person. Oh yeah. Than, been right than like on on video. I was like, just yeah, right here. That's, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball next time. It's all right. It's all right. Every year. Every year. That's cool. Dude, uh, so. Always good times. So speaking of, I guess we could just jump straight into this, you know, like speaking of Reno Valley, speaking of your time here, you, so we, how, how long ago was that? It's got to be at least like 15, 13 years, 13 years ago. Yeah, 13 okay. to 15, uh, somewhere around there. Something I was like that. thinking of that earlier today. So back then. That was, and this is going to, one, this is going to date us, and mm-hmm. then two, it's going to make the world see exactly how much weight I've gained. But you played in a band <laughs> uh, called The Premiere, right? Correct, correct. Way back in the day. Okay, just wanted to make sure, because I found this. Charlie. I found this. Check this bad boy out. Oh, dang. Oh, shit. Dude, hey! I remember you wearing that. This was a Dude, medium that used to fit my body. <laughs> this used to fit my body. Now this is not even like, this is not even a, a question. Maybe you could try. Yes. Let's not try. <laughs> my the shirt I'm Do currently right wearing is three sizes bigger than this. I mean, that's all right. But it's baggy on you. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that still would be got a it. Slim fit. Dude. That's dope. Ricky made that. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Ricky made that artwork for that. I think so. Like, pretty damn sure. I think so. Um, Did he print yeah, the shirts too? I don't think he printed the shirts. Um, I, don't think, he I was think we went through some somewhere them. else, but yeah, I know he he was doing he did like a lot of the logos for us. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I Ooh, think man, long yeah. time ago. Yeah, dude, crazy. I, I remember playing shows. That's awesome. That's, that's super awesome that you still have it. I mean, I remember <laughs> playing shows with no bragging rights. We played probably anywhere from three to five. Um, this is gonna make me sound really lame, Mike, but. Um, I remember always watching you guys and be like, damn it. That's what I want to do. Like, yeah. that's the band that I want to be in. I, 13 so, years uh, ago? 13 years ago, MBR? <laughs> 15 years oh, ago, yeah. MBR? Really? Hell yeah, dude. Oh, I, so, 
for me, I always wanted to go heavier. Like that was always the, it was like in my DNA to always just go heavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I actually started playing pop punk, bef- uh, uh, to actually get my wife. That's pretty much why, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, hey, that's why we all start. In that's, pop fair. Punk, that's, know, fair. Right? that's fair. Uh, you know, women like it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, that's why I started that. And I think I, I, I actually, so it's weird. I'm actually related now to two of the members in the premiere. Uh, so the drummer Nick married my sister, and then the guitarist Seth married my sister-in-law. Whoa. So we're all still connected. Um, but Seth told me not too long ago that the premiere only lasted like ten months, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it like wasn't... that's crazy because it was like it felt like a lifetime, and we played shows so much. Yeah. Like every weekend we were playing shows. Um, so it's, it was crazy to hear that. Like, and I was so young, I was 17, 18, um, you know, couldn't even get into like shows when we were playing like at bars, you know, I, they would always have to fucking stamp me and shit. Um, (laughs) but like, yeah, it was, uh, it was a short lived time, but I always wanted to go heavier. You know, I got the girl already. I don't need to keep on playing this shit. (laughs) So, uh, and then watching, you know, you guys were a huge inspiration. So like watching you guys. Like, I just always wanted to go heavier. Um, and, like, my favorite band at the time was, you know, Protest the Hero. Mm. Um, and so playing pop punk and listening to Protest the Hero, it was like, dude, I just wanted to be doing that kind of stuff. Like, that's all I wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, it, the premiere was very short-lived. Uh, so it was very interesting to hear that because it felt like a lifetime to me. Yeah, dude, uh, ten, was, 10 months is not a very long time. That's, that, that's kind of crazy to me now because I'm like, I'm, I feel like, I feel like I not only did we play together, but I feel like I've like seen you. I went to see you at shows, and mm-hmm. it's just like funny. To yeah, think that's all within like a year. <laughs> yeah, I know Dude. it's so crazy. And like we had like we were trying to like really take off real quick too. Um, you know, we I remember recording and finishing an album, and then that night we went and played a show. Like, mm-hmm. and then after that, like a couple weeks later, we we're talking about tour. I mean, but that was during the MySpace days too. Yeah. yeah. So like everybody was looking for that MySpace fame. Mm. um so definitely different times holy shit that definitely dates us um <laughs> but uh it, it was funny i was actually talking to uh, do you guys anyone remember david fro from uh panama panama yeah yeah of course i was just hanging out with him the other day no um, way <laughs> he, yeah he lives in utah and he was telling me about his story about the myspace fame and i was just like blown away about like myspace giving record deals and shit like that and i was just like whoa yeah like, it was that's weird insane. wait were they signed yeah. to the myspace label yeah i believe so I, I believe that's what he said um and they handed them a nice chunk of change and they actually made the money back like quick wow. super quick wow. i mean they were playing at warp tour and i was just like damn like that's, that's impressive. impressive yeah super impressive but um does he still yeah. have the so, throw yeah, he lives here now no, no, he shaved. Uh, he shaved his head. Um, well, not shaved his head, but he cut his hair uh, like a couple years back. Um, so it was very, very interesting to like, or not interesting, but just like, <laughs> whoa, shocking to see that because I'm just used to his big hair. So he uh, he held out for a while then, and then uh, finally was yes, like, All right. good for him. Yes, good for him. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. Like a lot of people made their way up to Utah. Um, I thought that like I was alone up here, and I actually kind of still feel like I'm alone up here, especially when it comes to you know musicians. Most people are in, you know, the the L.A. area. Um, but I found a couple of people up here that 
do play metal, and it's 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 nice to hear. It's a, it's it's a nice refresher, I where, guess. Where in Utah are you? So I'm in Utah County, um, across the lake from like Provo, Orem, or you can say like 45 minutes south of Salt Lake. Okay. Um, super Mormonville. Yes. <laughs> uh, but that's all of Utah, so that's that. It's a it's a it's an interesting place. So so what was it that brought you from out here out to Utah? Was it work? Was it family? Is it just? Yeah, so it's a little bit of both. Um, I actually had some family that lived here already. Um, and Mormon? I at the time, yes, they they are Mormon. I am not Mormon. <laughs> they are Mormon. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me make that clear. No, just uh-huh. Um, yeah. So and I I did grow up LDS though. Uh, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, so they lived up here already, and I, at the time, was 24, still living that kind of dream of I'm going to, you know, go make it and be on tour and uh, trying to live the dream. But I worked at Subway, and I lived at my mother-in-law's, in my mother-in-law's house, and was drinking heavily um, and was gaining a lot of weight. And really, I was just a kind of a piece of shit, dead end, just kind of everywhere I looked. I tried to apply at other jobs, and I I, I couldn't really make it there. Mm-hmm. And I always say that I was kind of voted off the island when it came to SoCal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I tried, but I just I couldn't do it. Um, so the offer from my brother uh, came, and he's just like, hey, why don't you come up here for a couple months, see if you can just land any gig, um, and, and and just see how, if it works. So I left, uh, who was my girlfriend at the time, actually, uh, mm-hmm. left uh, her her family and just left it all behind, went up um, to Utah. And within three months, I had a job and an apartment. Mm-hmm. So it was totally a different, I mean, definitely it was a different lifestyle, you know, being here. Uh, the mm-hmm. economy, everything was different. Everything mm-hmm. was cheaper. Um, and... Like I didn't want to go at first because I felt like I was leaving my dream behind, mm. like my my little kid kind of dream. Right. And I kind of made that sacrifice mainly because in hopes that I could still pursue the dream, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Instead of having no money and no way to pay for my recordings, what if I was a little bit busier and actually still had, but had the money to pay for recordings and things like mm. that? Um, so that's kind of what was the main thing. And then obviously being able to live on my own at 24, uh, you know, that's what seems desirable. So yeah, within three months had my own place and I was ready to go. Um, from there, it was just like getting rid of all the bad habits from, you know, from previous years mm-hmm. and just kind of working on myself. And, um, so I ended up gaining around, uh, probably 60 to 70 pounds um, while I was in SoCal. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's it's rough. And so when I got here, it was like job first and let's then get that taken care of. Let's get the apartment, uh, move my, my girlfriend up at the time. And then it was kind of like, all right, let's focus on other shit now. Mm, yeah. Then it was, let's, let's focus on, on myself, uh, writing music more, got back into that. And then I started to hit the gym. Um, I have a kind of a funny story, actually. Um, 
I lost around, I think it was like 68, 69 pounds. I, I like to say 69 because it's, it's a great se- It's sexier. Uh, yeah. it's, it, it's it really is. Awesome. And I did it while eating Taco Bell. And it's really funny because Taco Bell actually ended up getting a hold of me, inviting me out to headquarters. I got to meet people. It was really funny and no. really fun. No uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually made a video uh, and sent it into Taco Bell and was like, hey, I lost this much weight while eating your guys' food every day. And I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sales guy. That's what I do for, for work. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of have my ways in to be able to get a hold of people. Um, so I contacted the CEO, I contacted the um, uh, CMO, and basically they had their PR team reach back out to me and they were like, hey, we saw your video um the ceo actually watched it and told us to get a hold of you we want to invite you out to uh irvine and uh we want to you know basically give you a tour it was pretty uh pretty awesome uh it was that's a fun experience and and (laughs) it's weird what were you wait 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 wait, wait. what did you wait you got hold on what were you eating at taco because we hit the bell regularly yeah okay well yeah we'll we'll start there oh so am i so am i so when it comes to losing weight, really, like, I mean, technically, like, I wouldn't normally give this advice, but like, technically, you can eat whatever you want as long as you stay underneath the calories, right? right. Mm-hmm. So I would have every day, I would have a small lunch, and then for dinner, I'd have two bean burritos and two tacos, crunchy tacos, and basically, I was around fifteen hundred calories uh, every day. Uh, so that's what did it. Plus, I was going to the gym, um, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, that's all it was. Two bean burritos, two tacos um, every single day. And uh, so, yeah, they invited me out to headquarters. I got to meet uh, some awesome people. And uh, the nutritionist lady, um, she basically – the reason why they had me, like, go there is so she can meet me and basically say, thank you for doing my job and thank you for showing people that, like, Taco Bell is healthy. And I'm like, well, I thought they were bringing you for like, – an intervention to be like, hey, so you're you're gonna experience hey, some health difficulties, yeah, and we're gonna need you to be quiet about it. Things please. are gonna get bad, <laughs> real. But fast. here's a lifetime bro, supply. Like, I'm so sorry that you were on the toilet every fucking day. All right, like, <laughs> no, dude, and I like I thought that they were gonna bring me there to be the next fucking Jared, and I was like, no, I'm not gonna be the next Jared, especially not the creepy uh, child shit. Yeah, all right? yeah, for uh, sure. Definitely not gonna do that. Okay. Uh, that's what I thought that they were going to do. And I was actually really afraid. Um, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I, mm-hmm. I don't, <laughs> yeah. um, but it was really cool. It was a cool place. Um, right, you got, so you then, got, uh, please, yeah. you got to describe it to me. What, what was it? <laughs> it's just what a giant like? bell, right? Just to just walk inside. Okay. Okay. So not one person that was working there had a fucking frown on their face. Every single person working there had a smile. It was awesome. So yeah, inside nice. headquarters, they have two um, Taco Bell like uh, restaurants in there. So on a, the upper level and the lower level, and they'll make you anything you want from previous releases and items. So my biggest thing that they took away was the chili cheese burrito. Okay, they used to have that back in the day. I had four of them there. It was delicious. It was <laughs> oh great. God. I was so Dude. stoked. Um, I'm a huge Taco Bell fan, like huge Taco Bell nerd. Uh, so yeah, it was. It was. Here's the best part, though. You ready? This is, this is good. Uh, so they sent me home with some swag, a little Taco Bell shirt, a little Taco Bell hat, mm-hmm. and some gift cards. All right. 
and in these gift cards, I didn't know how much were on these, but like there was like, I think that there was five. I'm like, dude, bro, Taco Bell, these are loaded up. You <laughs> fucking know it. Like, you know, there's like a good 200 bucks probably on each one. Like, this is going to be dope. Yeah. So I told my wife, like, hey, they give me a bunch of gift cards. They give me five. I'm sure, they're loaded. Like, Taco we're, Bell, we're I'm going to bring Taco Bell home. Yeah. I'm going to bring Taco Bell home. What yeah. do you want? So her and her sister they fucking order up and i'm like yeah i got this okay so i pull up to the window i think the total was 21 dollars, and uh so i i give them the one gift card i'm like and i i, I remember being so stupid and I, I give them the one gift card i'm like i just came back from a uh, headquarters there they actually just invited me there. so uh here you go so i gave them the one and uh they're like okay uh, your total is 16-something. No, they're $5 oh, gift card cards, dude. Hold on, hold on. Let, check this one, this one. This should be good. Your total is, yes, $5 five. per oh, one. I went through every single one in that one order, pretty much. And I had like, yeah, I had like $4 left over. And I was just like, you fucking kidding me, Taco Bell? You just did dude. me wrong. You did me dirty. Like, oh, man. I lost they... all this weight, and you're going to give me $25? <laughs> Why couldn't they just give you one card with 20 bucks on it? I don't understand. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. So absolutely stupid. Anywho. So that's my fun Taco Bell story. Lost a, uh, you know, lost a bunch of weight. And uh, pretty much from there, like it was like me moving to Utah was starting to feel like I actually like, accomplished something. And like, this is like on a good path. Yeah. Then, you know, I, I got, you know, I went into different companies uh, started kind of making my way up and still writing music, um, you know, on the side as well. And uh, so then, you know, had kids and whatnot, got a house. Uh, so eventually it paid off. Uh, yeah. It was probably the best move I, I have ever made in my life. The best decision. <clears throat> um, sick. So, yeah, long, long story longer. There you go. <laughs> Dude, I love that though. Dude, so, so. Yeah. You're, I'm kind of curious. So when you you said you had met some people, you know, that were into metal, that were into music and everything when you when you got there. So, like, I know, like, right now you're like shreddy guitar guy, right? But before that, like, were you playing in other bands? Were you just did you decide to go full bore with solo stuff or what was that? Yeah. So before I left to Utah, I was already doing solo stuff because mm -hmm. like I couldn't find members. Like it, the hardest part about being in a band to me is like. I, I can never find people who have the drive as much as I do. Mm. And I like, it's, it's always been hard on me because I always felt like either I was floating it or like, you know, nobody else cared as much. Um, and so like pretty much, yeah, right around like what, 2012, you know, everybody was recording on their own anyways. So I kind of just got the gear um, and I started recording on my own. I'm like, well, fuck it. We got MIDI drums. Like this will this will suffice for now, um, and I just went solo, and then ever since then I just I've stayed solo. Um, I have hired some musicians for some of my albums um, mm. recently, but like for the most part, yeah, I just went solo, and um, still haven't really met musicians up here who are willing to start a band. Uh, like I said, it's it's really it's still hard to find members who are as you know. Uh, motivated and driven to mm -hmm. continue this dream, you know, that I still have. Um, 
unfortunately, but that's just kind of how it is. And it, yeah. it, it's my dream. And I don't expect other people to carry that dream as well. Mm. But. Yeah. And so, um, so doing all this solo music and stuff, I guess I'm going to take it even further back then. Who, like, do you remember who it was or what it was that really like, you know, got you down this path of like, I'm, this is a guitar. I want to fucking shred this thing. Like what, what was your, what was that starting point for you? <clears throat> yeah. So that even started before I was in the premiere really. And it started with Luke from protest the hero. Like that was the band that did it for me. Like that has shaped my playing ever since. Mm. Um, and even while I was in the premiere, I was still writing like heavier shit on the side. And I remember taking it to the premiere and they would be like, that's, that's too heavy. We can't do that. <laughs> and there was, there was limitations and I didn't like the limitations, yeah. you know, uh, I actually, I hated it. Like, don't tell me what I can, can't fucking play. Yeah. And so that's really what started it. And that was like the, the biggest band, you know, then from there was, you know, AJ from the human abstract. Uh, and then, you know, Tosin Abasi from Animals as Leaders mm -hmm. uh, that really paved the way like, oh, you can kind of go solo as a guitarist. Uh, I mean, we're talking back in, yeah, probably 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely like, and before actually, after the premiere, I started a band, it's the worst fucking band name, uh, but it was called To Fight the Wolf Awful. Um, nice. but, um, <laughs> we, we were kind of like, like this, it was, yeah, cool. it, it was, it was awful. And yeah, so we, uh, wait, what t-shirt is that? It's an Alaska wolf t-shirt. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. that's, see, that's good. Could have been an album. Um, <laughs> could, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, so we, um, I had a band with them and it was kind of more like protest the hero type. Uh, we had a singer and then ended up kicking him out with full instrumental, we ended up playing like a show with Skeleton Summit, Periphery, and it was kind of like this first exposure to that scene. Um, and then after that, the band kind of just split apart because I was like, nobody's dedicated and I am sick of doing everything myself. So that's really when I went solo. Um, and yeah, I just looked up to the people from, you know, the band members of Protest the Hero, kind of like I said, you know, Human Abstract, um, Skeleton Summit, uh, those bands. Those are the bands that really did it, that like showed me hey, you could be instrumental. You don't need to have a singer. Um, and there's a niche market out there. There's yeah. actually um, an audience for that. Yeah, they're small, but, you know, there is an audience. A very dedicated audience. I feel like, Martin, we've, we've uh, we played with both both those bands, Scale of Summit and uh, The oh, Human really? Abstract, right? Yeah, on the same tour. Yeah. Same tour. Mm -hmm. Dang, okay. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a good lineup then. That's a great lineup. Solid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're... they're there's, I mean, now the audience is, it's one of the probably toxic, most toxic community ever. So now it's, I, it's guitar elitist. I was, gonna, yes, yeah, I wanted I, to kind of ask you, like, what, what is this, like, like when you play shows with just in, like instrumental bands, right? Like, is it all just sh dudes that shred like instrumental artists? Yeah, it's or? pretty much other, it's other nerds. It's other music nerds. Yeah. Like that is your market. It's crazy. You're, you're literally playing to other musicians. Yeah. Like literally. the average person <laughs> yeah. is not going to listen to it. Uh, <laughs> they go, wait, there's no vocals. Uh, what am I doing? I'm not going to listen to this shit. Mm -hmm. um, I actually have a video coming out uh, sometime this year. That's actually based all around kind of the 
that community, a the toxic uh, community, which is the guitar community, mm-hmm. um, and kind of average people who are looking at uh, social media and going, if they were to stumble, you know, upon my page, they'd be like, "What the fuck is this? Yeah. Where's the vocals at?" <laughs> you know, like I, I don't understand. I, it doesn't make sense to me. Let's just keep on scrolling. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a big thing in that community. Um, I'm excited to actually release this video. We'll see how it does. Uh, probably shit but it's all right it's still fun to make and speaking of a video <laughs> so today mike sent me uh pride and uh okay and so i was like i was i was opening it up my mom was next to me and i was just i, I was just gonna show her like oh this is gonna be this is our guest tonight this is this is what he does mm-hmm. and so thinking that she would just kind of watch it and kind of you know just go on about her, out, her yeah. life but she sit she like sat and she was like watch she watched the whole we watched the whole thing together and it was just, it was funny because at the end of it she's like she's like oh my gosh she's like I she's like I I like that and as she was saying I like that your daughter your daughter's like <laughs> and she's like oh yes oh that's awesome but that's she, awesome. but that's she, she still she still enjoyed it she mom. she enjoyed the she enjoyed that's the video awesome. she watched the whole thing she was engaged wow. I think more in the story you know <laughs> but, uh, yeah but I was, yep. I was like that's great I was like well, watch look what he's doing though mom yeah <laughs> I was like the guitar stuff look at that look like, at I that. just want to I just like the story that's yeah. that's awesome I love that um I, and that's kind of like something that I found recently is that like if you are doing an instrument like dude okay nobody wants to see a fucking white dude play guitar anymore just like just shred like it mm-hmm. just nobody cares yeah it's not engaging anymore yeah. really um and like I get that now like it's it's already been done before mm-hmm. everybody can out shred me and I know that so like for me well... it's like I want to tell a story <laughs> with with my music yeah and so like that's kind of what I started to do with my videos um so it started with the pride mm-hmm. and the next few videos that are coming out will have a story that kind of wraps things up and kind of like ties a lot of the things together cool. um I just think that that's a, a a better way to describe my music you know instead of having somebody try to paint the story themselves, like let's actually give them something. So yeah. that way, cause yeah, you know, if it's an average listener, they're just going to get bored. Mm. Um, it's, it's already been done before. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome though. I love that. <clears throat> I fucking love that. Yeah. And, th- and that's, it's, it's so like the video is fun to watch, you know, mm. like, I mean, yeah, you know, just a dude shredding in a field. Right. But still it's <laughs> it like the storyline and everything is like, rad to put together too i appreciate that i really do i i do have a question great yeah (laughs) i do have a question about um about what the uh what the the difficulty level was switching from six strings to what fucking seven or eight or however many you're you're playing eight right i play eight yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm an idiot and it went straight from six to eight um I, I don't know why I did that. Um, I thought I could. And I actually didn't pick up my first seven string, I think, until about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I probably should have started with the seven string. Probably would have been smarter. It was a big jump. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, I didn't know what to do at first. And so I tuned it how I wanted. Like, I, I, I tuned it all weird. Mm-hmm. And I played like that ever since. Like it's a weird tooting that I, I I play in, and I actually with all my eight strings I never had the so eight strings come with the two lower uh, strings right the two mm-hmm. bass strings, and I always was like I don't really need to go that low, 
Um, so I would always do one low and actually one higher string. So it's really, really high. Um, okay. So it's like a high G. Um, okay. So very, very, uh, uh, yeah, you can just go too high probably. Yeah, um, it's weird. So that's kind of how I've always set it up. Um, and I've, I've never looked back because it was just the easiest for me to play that way. For some reason, going that low was just like at the time when I was, I think, 19, I was just like, whoa, that's just way too low. Who the fuck needs to go that low? Uh, but actually now I'm looking back, like wishing that I, I, I never <laughs> – like I wish I would just played it the normal way, how yeah, it came. sure. But, that's crazy. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Have you guys ever played one? I My hand – I have small hands, you know? So like the second that I held, I, I held an eight-string Ibanez and I felt like a child. I was like, my my hand won't even stretch all the way across the fretboard. I don't know how this works. I sent a picture to Ryan, and he's like, he's like, do you own that? <laughs> I was like, no. I just I found this at a guitar center. It's weird. He's like, put it down. Yeah, put like, it down. Walk away. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> put it down. Oh, that's awesome, dude. They are uh, like going to a six string is like playing a kid's toy yeah. now. Like I'm so used to the wide and you know just the wide neck to where mm. it's just like going to that six string is like whoa it's like a Fisher Price toy, um, it's weird but yeah, and then, yeah that took a while to get used to. And then how did the uh, the endorsement come about with is it, am I saying it right? Is it Legator? Uh, uh, Legator. Legator. Um, I believe. <laughs> yeah, Legator. Um, so they. One of uh, us is right. <laughs> it, it was interesting actually. They they. I kind of reached out to them and just let them know I was like shopping around and mm-hmm. they were super cool about it. And they were like, Hey, how about we send you a guitar? I'm like, yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Um, and since then it's been, it's been pretty awesome. Uh, I have now I own two of them, um, both eight strings, one's headless, uh, one's not, uh, but, uh, really good guitars. I love their guitars. Uh, I highly recommend them. Uh, they feel and play amazingly. So, yeah. if you ever get your yeah, hands on one, okay. I would try it. It's funny. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, do we? MBR was sponsored by them as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And about, but I, I wasn't entirely sure. I was like, that's why I was looking at Martin. I was like, why did I think you guys had like for Fernandez? We we did. I remember Fernandez. Oh, Christian had like a tour. Okay. Okay, dude. Why? I actually just uh, talked to Christian. Uh, not too long ago, uh, I was actually uh, chatting with him. Um, dude, what happened to Fernandez? I totally forgot about that brand. They they're still uh, they're still they a brand. Still around? Most of them are sold, from what I understand, are sold in like Japan. So mm. oh, Fernandez, okay. they're still selling like the Bernies, like the Bernie Les Paul okay. knockoffs and stuff like that. Yep. Um, I remember. So that. most of them are like overseas market. There's still some out here, but they're getting harder and harder to come by. Cause I looked at a couple Damn. and like people are selling them like reverb and stuff like that, but I, you know, I don't know how prominent they still are out here. I'm gonna have to look them up, dude. I totally forgot yeah. about. They had some unique, uh, like um, body had, style. Yeah, they had some cool shapes to their to their bodies, like some yeah. like, weird offset stuff. But... Wait, so Daniel played Fernandez? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I remember. Remember Daniel? I I always remember Daniel was dope at doing this uh, guitar swinging and uh it was pretty pretty awesome i was like always jealous and okay here's a funny ass story for you guys um so we all played a show together it was at it was at some dinky ass place called the annex in moreno valley 
um the only like venue that they had and it was like a it was a church building but it didn't look like a church building it looked like an office space really mm. um and so we played a show with you guys and it was jam-packed actually uh we like filled up that space and uh i remember uh charlie the bass player it was the night was going so well the set was going so well and charlie the bass player was so stoked and like happy about how the set was going on the last song he says hey look out i'm gonna swing my bass and i'm like oh what the fuck and i'm like i need to get the hell out of here oh, and this no. is like you know Charlie. daniel's there so he's like i gotta show off here i got i'm gonna fucking do this yeah and i just remember looking at his face and it is angry like i can't wait to do this fucking guitar spin and so I back up all the way. Like I pretty much get off the stage. Wisely. Like, I yeah. don't know what's going to happen. Oh so gosh, he no. takes his bass and it is a, um, a stingray, uh, the Ernie Ball mm -hmm. stingray. And heavy ass motherfucker. So I just remember seeing his face and he grabs his bass and just swings it as hard as he can. And it fucking comes flying and hits me in the knee. And oh it God. pings me. Like, I go flying against the wall. I'm a fucking 5'8". And at the time, I think I probably weighed 120. Um, and I go flying against the wall. It's right before my solo is about to come up. And I am in so much pain. Like, I thought that my knee was broken. So I go to stand up and I collapse again. And it's in front of everyone. But I was Dude. like in the back, so I don't think anybody knew what the hell was going on. I was oh off the God. stage. And so I eventually, I'm like, no, this is it. Like, this is my solo. I have to get up to the front. <laughs> so I fucking start like hobbling to try to get up to the front. And I, like, I think that there was a tear that came down to my eye. Like, 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 I was playing and I was in pain. And afterwards, I was so pissed. Like, what were you thinking? Uh, and it was in front of everybody. And I was embarrassed, but obviously nobody knew. So there you go. Dude, so where is story. that guy? Okay, okay so we fun... actually. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I actually just hung out with him like less than a year ago. We actually had a premiere reunion. No, and really? Yeah, it was fun. It was cool. That... I mean, two of the guys I, I'm already related to. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't talked to him in years. And um, I know that he was playing in that, that band, uh, Farewell My Love, something like that. Yes. Um, yes. <clears throat> And just like maybe a couple weeks ago, randomly, I just see his his face and his name pop up on Instagram. And it's like, okay. we're doing something with Fairmount with my love or something like that. And I was like, yeah, where the fuck have you been? No response. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, oh, yeah. shit. So that guy is like, I want to say he like he doesn't ever go on social media. Yeah. Ever. Um, he's never on it. Um, but. It's crazy. That guy has, I will not say it, but um, he has always had the same number, phone number, and he's kept it ever since. So if you had his phone okay. number, oh, it's the it. same exact one Wild. that is Honestly. like the same number. <laughs> Literally, like, I don't know who, who gets those numbers, but like, how do you actually, like, that's yeah. a dope number. Do you it's it the easiest thing to remember. It's like the same number for, for Dude, all seven digits. It's funny. I... Um, so. You have it under. <laughs> you have it under. Yeah. Okay. So, so I met I met him through Rick, through Ricky. Yeah. You know? And so, um, and so he's in my phone as Charlie Rick. Charlie Rick. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Dude, that's uh, good. He's in my phone. He used to fill in for Creative Void a lot 
um, whenever yes, we didn't I have that. Yeah, I whenever that. we didn't have a bass player, and I have him in my phone as Charlie Chocolate. Because also a story we won't tell on the podcast, but a story about chocolate milk that he once told us. And we were like, oh, no. oh. <laughs> okay, that's oh, no. that's the name that's going yeah. on my phone. It's funny, I'm, I'm starting to get Charlie, Charlie, Charlie had... stories. Oh, exactly. Charlie had the worst <laughs> stories ever. Like, dude, and, and it's and you, don't say that out loud. And it's funny because if you talk to him, like, he, he's such he, a sweetheart. He's so, he's so sweet. He's kind, kind of dry and quiet. And then he'll just yeah, like, yeah. he'll just tell you some, something fucking wild. And you're like, Yes. What? You did what? Yeah. Or yeah, or like exactly. what he's or what he's gonna do, and you're like, there's no way. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Do it later. <laughs> Please don't do that. Dude. Oh, Please dude. don't do that. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Fucking there's, wild. There's so many funny stories about him. I won't put him on blast for any of them because he's not here. <laughs> yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to. He's a good like dude. He's a good dude. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. Hell yeah, dude. I'm, I'm actually I'm stoked that you guys all still like talk to each other. Yeah. You know, like you well, he's kind of forced yeah. to. With yeah. Two of them. yeah, two of them are forced. Two of them, still, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, uh, it was kind of like out of nowhere. We we're like, hey, we should do like a little premiere reunion. Uh, the singer didn't end up coming; he was actually busy. Um, but uh, we're, we'll probably get again uh, together again within the next year and probably have a full who, reunion who was with the, the singer? singer and everything. His name was Mikey McGrath, um, and I want to say did he date Courtney? Uh, I have no idea. Courtney, who? My friend Courtney. I don't want. I don't. Never mind. I don't want blast her. <laughs> if she wasn't, for no, you know what I mean. That I have no idea. I I just remember he went on to, like after the premiere, he still worked with Charlie and uh, one of the guys from Brick's old band, actually, uh, the Perfect Victim. Okay. So something like something like that. They, um, they were but, yeah, I that think bell, that huh? he's, <laughs> yeah oh yeah so they uh yeah i don't i'm pretty sure presley. he doesn't sing anymore at all yep it was presley it was presley okay cool <clears throat> dude what happened to that guy yep. <laughs> i have no idea it's funny this no whole idea. this whole era like guys you just, we just like just see all the time yeah and we then see regularly and then now yeah. yes <clears throat> and then it's just nothing and it's it's awesome to see the people who are still playing music like it's i i love it like I, i'll never stop um I, I always try to think about like what my life would be like if I stopped playing music. And mm. the only thing that I can think of is just anxiety. Yeah. Like it's, it's a way for me to like focus on something else and kind of get my mind off of something and be able to like create. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll, I'll never stop. And I'm, I'm glad to see the people who are still going uh, strong today. It's, 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 it's really awesome. Um, pursuing dreams or whether they're not pursuing dreams, they're just, you know, creating music. Um, yeah. it's, it's really cool. Uh, you know, speaking of Priestley though, I feel it's weird. I actually hopped on a Twitch, um, and it was Jake Pitts from Black Veil Brides. What's Black, that band called? Yeah. Uh, Black Veil yes. Brides. Yeah. Yes. Cause he used to be in yes. the perfect victim and as well, right? He used to be in the perfect victim. <laughs> yes. And I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> you, 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 that a shredder attracts a shredder. Yeah. Yeah, and then he went on to do some big ass things. So I was like, "Damn, hell yes, that's dope." But yeah, that's crazy. That's it's 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 also crazy like how small the world is. Even like like you said, yeah. you're in Utah and you're still you're seeing people. You're like running into people that you used to know out here. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's tiny. Yeah, it's tiny. 
the, the community was, I, it felt small when we were, you know, back in the day. Um, mm -hmm. And now it's only gotten smaller with social media too. You know, you can hit up anybody at any time and connect, um, yeah, true. which is awesome. Um, so it's, yeah, it's uh, interesting uh, days to live in, I guess I should say. So, so speaking of like social media and things like that, you know, you, I mean, you've always been pretty much a shredder, even I think when, cause I met you through Charlie before I even saw you guys play and Charlie, mm -hmm. basically his intro to who you were was like, yeah, he's, he's kind of quiet, but he shreds dude. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, but so, you know, that's years and years and years of practice and working, but how do, do you think that had you had access to like social media, YouTube, everything like that, that we have now back then, mm -hmm. where do you think you would be at as Ooh, far as your, your playing goes? Because I feel, I feel like, dude, you can learn anything, everything on YouTube. Oh, yeah, it would have been like, rad yeah. to have had YouTube when I was learning to play guitar. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. YouTube university. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> man, who knows? That's a great question. That's a hard one to answer. Um, yeah. Like, cause I, I actually, maybe it's because of the era that I did grow up in. I actually don't utilize YouTube enough today. Mm -hmm. Like even if I, if I have to figure a cover out, I will do it by ear. Mm -hmm. Um, still, instead of looking at like covers on online. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, it's, it's hard to answer that. Uh, I want to say that I would probably be a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know, for, for me, like, so I was, I was homeschooled all my life. So I was able to put in the time and, and work to, to practice. Yeah. I remember being, you know, 14 years old and I just played eight hours a day. Like, that's what I did, that's um, sick. all day every single day um see i did too but to... <laughs> i was i was playing like just power, power chords, chords power man. chords all day yeah i was just, yeah i i was i was open that's the thing is i was open to trying and and taking in new things and like seeing what other people were doing that were just blowing other people out of the water and going i want to do that i want to mimic that and i want to make it my own though wait where, where um, were you and playing, that's though? really what i did like in those, um, when you so, were that young, like what, what kind of stuff were you like jamming? So when I was that young, so my first song that I learned on guitar was Fox from Millencall, um, which is just power chords, yeah. just power chords. That was, that was my favorite band. And like, that's kind of what I tell people who are just starting out is like, the best thing to do is pick a song you want to learn and fucking learn it. Like that's, that's how you're going to progress the most. Um, I mean, obviously you want to learn your basic chords right first. And then from there, pick any song and learn it. Um, after that, I started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Learning like Coheed and Cambria, uh, like Welcome Home, um, and a lot of the darkness because the darkness, even though it was pretty easy stuff, they had amazing solos yeah. uh, that like people weren't really doing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were still doing it. And I loved that. And I would learn journey songs cause I loved Neil Sean and uh, I loved his solos. And I, I pretty much, I, I remember buying so many tab books um, and just learning that way. Mm. Uh, just all day, every day. That's what I did. And then eventually I just started like going, okay, I like what they're doing here. I want to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of started messing around and like pretty much taking somebody's tabs, taking that key that they're playing in and then going, okay, I see the notes that they're playing. Let me just kind of jumble those notes together and just try to do something of my own. And then that's how a lot of my wrist would start is just going off and doing something of my own. And then it would form into a song. And, um, yeah, like I, I think by the time I was 14, I was already making full blown songs, uh, and trying to get a band together, like as, like as quick as possible, you know, just like, I, I just want to start jamming with people and then, you know, hitting the, the, my chemical romance phase where like everything that I played was like my chemical romance <laughs> for like, I don't know, probably felt like years, but mm-hmm you know most likely only six months right. or ten, um, ten months. Yeah. or ten or ten <laughs> and uh and then from there it was like after that it was just like everything was protest a hero because that was the band that like just blew my mind like holy shit you can do that like yeah. i remember learning sweet tapping um and that was something that they were doing or just tapping full-on riffs and that was something that i was never exposed to because even like in Metallica and Megadeth and bands like that and Slayer and stuff that I would listen to, they weren't doing that. They weren't utilizing those type of techniques really. Mm. Um, but Protest the Hero was the one that opened my eyes to those type of techniques. And I'm like, wait, you can do that? Yeah. Um, because like, yeah, Metallica was like super fast playing. Uh, I remember covering some of their stuff, covering some of their riffs and it was really fast playing, really, really catchy as far as their riffs go but it lacked this other piece that I just didn't know about. Um, so yeah, that was, again, long answer, longer. Um, sick, though. There you go. I might, I might yeah, be, it was, uh, it's fun. I might be remembering this, remembering this wrong. So Martin, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Did, I, I kind of feel like Christian got into like the sweeping thing too, because of protests, right? Yeah. 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 I, why? So actually, I remember running into Christian at a protest the hero show in San Diego one time, actually. Um, I wasn't, I, I don't remember if he was still playing from uh, no bragging rights at the time. Um, but I remember going, Hey, that's Christian. And I remember him saying hi to me and I'm like, Holy shit. He remembers me from the premiere. I wasn't even in the premiere, you know, for it was been like years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, I, I knew he was in protest. The, uh, he was into protest the hero and bands like that. Um, so definitely wouldn't be surprised if he got into those techniques for sure. Um, they just opened so many doors. Um, you can do a lot with it. They they were just accessible enough to like, like that punk rock, like, cause that's what a lot of us yeah. were coming out of. We were all transitioning yeah. from like punk rock into heavier stuff. And some, mm-hmm. some, some went to, you know, hardcore, someone it's like more metal core, someone just straight into metal. 
And I felt mm-hmm. like I feel like Protest was one of those bands that was just accessible enough for like us simple. Yeah. And it was rock. and it was it, interesting because there yeah. was like weird it, like tempo changes and weird like you know. Yeah, the vocalist of that band is insane. Brody, dude, that guy is amazing. Uh, everything that he does uh, is, is he's just he's a great vocalist. Um, yeah, he uh, or they 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 really. Like so, they came kind of from the 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 punk genre, right? And then, you know, their 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 biggest influence is you know, uh, propaganda, right? Um, and so really That's huge cool. punk influence. Yeah, um, they've had uh, the singer I think sing on a couple of their songs. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it, and so they. Um, what what I liked about that is because I also came from punk roots. You know, I listened mm-hmm. to Melon Like that was my favorite band when uh-huh. I was a, when I was a child. And like Rufio bands like that. I don't okay. know if you guys remember Rufio. Dude, I, I love Rufio. <laughs> Dude, that was that was Dude, my I've, jam. I've recently gotten into oh. like a uh, Scott Sellers. His uh, his his own stuff, his solo stuff. He's released, and yeah. he he did like I, a uh, like he released like four albums in a month in a year or something oh, like that. Shit. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, and I was like, "Dude, that's really impressive." Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do. I loved Rufio. That was that was my jam. Uh, that and like Zebra Head, um, a lot of like the local stuff mm-hmm. uh, from SoCal, right? Um, but yeah, like pop punk was pop pop punk was like you know my that's that's what I grew up on, and so Protest the Hero kind of changed that narrative for me. It was like, what if you put in some prog metal <laughs> and still like you're fast, you're having the punk beats still, and um, so that's what really what did it for me. I was like, holy shit, this is fast. This is technical. It has, it's still melodic. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a wall of noise. Um, I can actually like understand what they're doing for the most part. Um, and it was, it was easier, you know, it was easy for me to di- digest really. Um, so yeah, like that's, that was, yeah, definitely that sent me off. That was like whole open, opened a whole new world. And then from there, it was just nothing but prog metal, listening to prog metal and everybody that was pushing the envelope. It's funny as I feel like so. so I I can I can play guitar but I'm not a guitar I'm not a I'm not a guitarist I'm not a guitar player, but uh so I feel like I feel like Protest the Hero was a band that I could like I could like listen to, and then I was just like okay I could I gotta go I gotta I gotta come back, and like <laughs> but but I don't want to like I don't want to jump all the way back to punk, so I feel like that's where like a band like Thrice was perfect for me. Okay, yeah. I just actually saw Thrice the other day. At the oh the. Yeah, that was- their, uh, the artist, artist in the ambulance. Dang. Yeah. Dude, I was at that their. Was a, that was a that was a fun show. I was at the artist in the ambulance album release show at at the Glass House, the one that you had to have the wristband for. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, that's dope. That dude, they like packed that house, uh, that that venue uh, here. The the I think it was last week I saw them. Um, dude, it was a packed house. There, it was crazy. I ran into so many people from SoCal. Like then I grew up. Oh, dude, I, I believe it. What the fuck? You guys live out here? Like, yeah. what the hell? It was crazy. So many people were there. Yeah, was, that's cool. It was awesome. It was way cool. Uh, I felt bad because I think like a majority of the people like left after they were done with artists and the ambulance. Kind of felt bad, but I, it was mm. still a good show. Uh, oh, because they they uh, they they played some more jams. They Damn. came back. For, yeah, they came back for their uh, their encore, and uh, I think. Good what, what did they play for the encore? <laughs> Uh well they played Deadbolt I mean they're they're norm like mm-hmm. two Deadbolt and something else they played like eight songs for the encore yeah. and like um is it one was like Black Honey I haven't listened to their newer stuff I'm a I'm I a horrible I haven't either 
Okay, so I don't really listen to a lot of music. So, uh, yeah, forgive me. I don't remember what their <laughs> their their newer stuff was, but uh, yeah, uh, I know yeah. one of them is Black Honey. I think that's what it's called. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, yeah Artist in yeah, the Ambulance was my last my last ride with Thrice. Yeah, after that, after yeah. that, after that, like every release I've listened to, and it, and it's good, but I'm just like, oh, it's it's not it's like not for me anymore. It's like it's not what I'm. It's not a. It's and and like I don't want to be like that. It's like oh, it's not the Thrice that I. I mean, I started out with, and I listened to that thrice record that had like Black Honey and Hurricane and all that on it. I I liked that record. That's what yeah. It was so good, but it it also yeah. If you're like, it's not the thrice. Yeah, that everybody. I, part of me wants to be like wishes like I wish I was like a different band. It's more. Like, I feel like I could be more on board because I'm I'm still I'm still attached to, to you know yeah. I'm still there's still songs from Identity Crisis that I still freaking fuck yeah. with really hard. Yeah. And it's just like it feels oh, yeah. like a completely different band, which is good for them. Like, it's like AFI too, you know. Have you heard the yeah. recording yep. of Artists in the Ambulance that they did? Mm-mm. It's on Spotify. Yeah, they I did. They recorded the whole record. Oh shit! It sounds. Like yep, they did. Different. Yeah, okay. Listen okay. to that. Sings it different. Yep, and they they changed some things and they yeah. they did it live too. Uh, so it's got this live feel and yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I actually really loved. So, uh, was it the album? So Viasu, I think that's how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. and the Alchemy Index really shaped my playing a lot. So the Alchemy Index was really cool because it had like a four-part, um, you know, I guess four-part album, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Water, Wa- Wind, yeah. Uh, Fire, yeah. Um, and they like every, I think every last song um, ends like the same they bring back the same melody and i thought that, that was the coolest thing like nobody was fucking doing that mm-hmm. and that really shaped like a lot of my uh albums today because i do that i do that you know i'll bring back certain melodies i'll bring back certain riffs um like that that blew my mind when i found out that they were doing that I'm like holy shit like you've taken like this music art to another level that was really cool uh so that album's amazing mm-hmm. um so I feel like I have to re I have to go re-listen. <laughs> do it. So I, I do have another question for you. So um you you're saying you don't really uh listen to too much music. What what do you do with your time? Are you into podcasts? Are you into uh audiobooks? Are you into I thought you were gonna say, have you heard torture culture? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> or, or or do you um, do you listen to like are there just certain artists that you listen to regularly or it's probably just writing dude just writing um so i i'm a, I'm a weird dude um so i i don't really listen to much uh, so if i drive <laughs> i listen to nothing like on my way down to california the the 10 hour drive that i make uh i listen to absolutely nothing you went silence um, for 10 hours silence for 10 hours until my my daughter was like hey put on some um she wanted me to put on some oldies, so I'll, I'll like I'll fuck with oldies. Um, we put on like Whitney Houston, Prince, things like that. Um, a lot of disco. Okay. I got uh, nervous. I was like, that, what, do you, "What do you consider oldies?" What are you about to say oldies, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I mean, even that is like, like I don't know. That's kind of like prominent when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Today, I guess like Nirvana would be considered oldies, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, like more disco stuff, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, things like that so i put on that for like an hour but yeah other than that sitting in silence uh i don't listen to uh any podcasts uh, not a ton um not really any audio books either like i've been 
jogging a little bit more lately and I jog to nothing. Nice. So, dude, that's yeah, just, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't, I, I'm a weirdo. I, I get did, it. I do it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. When, uh, when, uh, NBR stopped touring, I went through a phase where I didn't listen to anything either. Like I would drive in silence basically. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's not that like, it's, it's not even for any specific reason. I mean, if I had to say, like, if somebody would really were to ask me, what is the reason? If I had to say something, it's really that, like, music for me is, you like, you have to digest it, right? right? And that takes a lot of energy for me to digest what is being played. Like, when I listen to it, I, I don't just take it in and that's like, that's it. Like, oh, yeah. cool, that was a cool song. It's like the chord progressions, the notes that they're playing, the, you know, what the drummer's doing, what every member is doing. And I pick apart every what everybody's doing. I'm 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 a critic really when it comes to to music. Um, so like if I would put anything on, it's like movie scores or um, you know even classical uh, things like that. That's what I would rather listen to. Obviously, like if I hit the gym, I will put on like some some metal mix, you know, just to kind of get me through the the gym session. Mm. Uh, but other than that, I do not listen to music. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but what, not to, like, yeah, it, it's just, it's weird. What, uh, what, so what, what movie score albums would you, would you put in? Cause I don't even know if Mike knows this, but like, I'll, I'll play in like the, the, uh, the, the Zack Snyder Superman album. Ooh, that's my, one of my top favorites actually. <laughs> Cause that's, uh, um, Hans Zimmer Hans Zimmer, that. yeah, yeah, yep. I, I, I enjoy it. Um, and that one's one of my top uh, go-tos. I mean, anything that Hans Zimmer does is is amazing. Um, Interstellar uh, is 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 one of my faves. Um, I really like Dune that he just did. Uh, I'm excited about the the new one uh, that's coming out. Uh, but anything that Hans Zimmer does is is amazing. Howard Shore um, also one of my go-tos. Yeah, uh, huge Hans Zimmer fan for sure. Have you have you ever uh, caught any of his concerts? I haven't. Does, um, does he do concerts? I yeah. imagine he does. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. They're actually touring right now. Um, so I actually had the opportunity to collaborate with uh, his cellist, uh, Tina Guo. That was a really, really, really cool experience. We did this little gent collaboration. Um, she reached out to me and she was like, um, hey, I love your work. Uh, do you want to you know, collab? And I'm like, uh, fuck yeah. So I, I, I drove down to her house. That At the time, she lived in Vegas and we shot a little video. It was cool um she's an amazing person um yeah super cool experience so that's kind of and that's that's kind of the world that i i've been kind of getting into more is the i've been able to work with a couple of composers recently which has been really awesome um i wish i could say that um kind of give you a little nugget of what i've worked on in the past but it's not even announced yet but it's with a uh not only an awesome composer but uh with a big metal vocalist um, that I can't even believe I'm on it, um, but I do like a little solo on it. So it's kind of like the world I've been dabbling in, kind of doing more session work. Um, it's been really fun, really cool. Um, honestly, like composing is what I want to get into. Uh, you know, I think after I'm done with this metal stuff, mm -hmm. it's definitely like the route well, you're, I'm going to be never, going into. You're never done with the metal stuff. You know what I mean? So <laughs> That's just... the thing. That is the thing. It's just, it just evolves. That's it. It just yeah, evolves. Yeah. And I always say, you know, there's a time limit 
but there's not. Uh, yeah. There's no time limit on on metal. Um, it doesn't matter. Like you can create it. Nobody fucking cares anymore. I think maybe when we were young, there could have been a time limit. Uh, you know, nobody wants to see some seven year old dude trying to shred still playing at a bar. Right. But I think nowadays we actually live in a cool, um, I guess, world where nobody's really looking at that anymore. Yeah. Um, I was actually just telling one of my buddies this. That's like, there's no time limit. Like you don't have to give yourself a time stamp and be like, hey, if I'm not where I want to be by the age of 30, I'm giving up. Mm. Like, no, that's not how it just, you just keep creating, just keep creating yeah. because you want to, because you love it and put it out into the world and see what happens. Um, so definitely no time limit. I will probably, like I always say, like I'm, I'm going to be done with metal, but I have, I have a hard time actually <laughs> believing that. Um, I think, I think what I mean by that is like wrapping up kind of the story that I have. Once I wrap that up, I'll probably dabble more into trailer composing. That's what I really want to get into. That's like the next kind of world um, community yeah. that I want to dabble yeah. in. So, That's and there's cool. there's awesome composers here actually in in Utah that I've actually um, had an honor to speak with and, and actually shadow. So, um, really really cool. Uh, the guy who actually just wrote um, the score for the Hogwarts uh, Harry Potter game lives out here. I got to shadow him. He's really really holy shit he's amazing at what he does um and that guy is a great human being so yeah um that is definitely the next area that i want to try to tap into uh so if anything that's what i listen to nice well before before we uh before we like tidy all this up i gotta i have to ask you the couple uh guitar player questions (laughs) that i'm sure the world would want to know Sure. Uh, Michael is a shredder now. I don't know if you knew this. Not even. He is not joined, even close. He has joined oh, the, the ranks. Fuck? Yeah, I've joined. I've joined okay. Mike's uh, old man punk rock band. Where, like you said, there's no time limit, right? Uh, like, <laughs> we're all we're all old, but um, no. So, are you when when it comes to like the type of music that you're playing and what you're doing? Are you uh, are you still playing out of tube amps? Or are you going full modeling? Or what's your what's your current setup? looking like so i am just going straight direct and doing um you know uh all the plugin uh still doing the plugins uh i actually i feel like i was kind of an early adapter uh mm-hmm. on that because that actually started when i was still in california so back in 2014 um i think i had um waves i okay. believe is plugin that i had and it was like i think it was just called guitar gtr <laughs> is what yeah. it was um <laughs> And so, because I was always so poor that I, I could never buy an amp. I right. could never buy a, a, a good tube amp. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a Marshall um, with a crappy low-end Marshall head when I played at the, you know, in the premiere. Um, like those, that's what I played all my live shows uh, with. And uh, now, yeah, it's just direct, you know, using the plugins, Neural DSP, mix okay. waves things like that like that's where that's where it's 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 all headed for me um it's and it's it's gonna take me a while to get away from that yeah they do such a good job um on on all those tones it's unbelievable uh so definitely that's where what i'm i'm playing now um and for the foreseeable future really uh, the, I, even i think you guys are running neural uh, i think you guys are uh, Tron and everybody are running quad cortexes, so you guys are in that Wait, neural yep. world. There you go. Um, yep. Like 
traveling because yeah for space way mm-hmm. easier than bringing something like way that, right? easier yeah oh yeah dude quad <clears throat> cortex is the way to go i haven't had a, a chance to pick one up yet but hopefully um i will be my goal is to be able to play some live shows um you know maybe tail end of this year or mm-hmm. beginning of next year uh i will be a the lone guy on stage um <laughs> until i can you know find somebody who wants to play with me um but i will be using everybody as a backtrack drums bass symphony everything all Sick. the symphonic elements will all be on the backtrack um so that's kind of the world that i'm gonna start to get into uh pretty soon hopefully dude that's exciting that's that's gonna be cool that's so cool. epic like it's just me and a guitar it, it it'll be it'll be interesting um and uh we'll see how it does but uh and i haven't played live in a very long time yeah since the premiere days really um or uh-huh. after that just just after that so um i'm excited to start that and then i'll probably be starting a twitch as well uh might as well uh, yeah dude yeah kind of Cash start playing it, live man. through there dude, yep. have, have you so, i mean so I, it's going like uh i remember it blew my mind when when uh when we did that run with the uh, scale summit and uh the human abstract. I'm. I don't. I'm. I don't know which one of the members was. Uh, it was, but one of the guitar players. He, he was like, yeah. He's like, I, I got. I need a. I need like a quiet space because I need to film, uh, a video lesson, and it was like. Okay. And I can't remember if it was like, if at the. I don't. I can't. I don't imagine if it was like a live stream or whatever, or if he was recording it, and then he would. Then his people can like buy it from him. I don't know how it works. Most likely that at that time, um, probably Chris Leftford. Most likely, if it was the guitars for Scale Summit, that, that, that sounds yeah. But probably Chris, yeah. Yeah, and I remember just thinking yep. like, wow, like people, people buy this. Like you can like yeah. you people can, buy that shit. Yeah, it's all you have to do. <laughs> and like he's like he's like yeah. yeah, this is how I make a lot of my money. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Oh, that's cool. Yes. Have you I ever mean, have you done or or ever thought about doing anything like that? Or is that even thing? Yeah, that, I mean. I feel like for me, um, I know, like it's just kind of my um, negative thoughts. Like I, I just don't ever feel like people want to learn from me, and I, I just kind of feel like that I have nothing unique to offer that other people aren't doing, and I think that other people are good at it. So I just kind of leave it up to them. It's something that I haven't thought about before, but it's not out of the the question at all. But you're um, a salesman, dude. I, I know. I, just, I, I know. That's why. That's why. I I, that's more of why I was. You know. Hey, so, I'm a salesman and I fucking hate salesmen. So that's the kind of salesman I am. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I, I think that it's something that I would maybe dabble in once, like, because I, I want to get tabs printed and all that. And I think once you kind of get into that world, then I think there's going to be yeah. the questions of, hey, do you do lessons and stuff like that? I just feel like I'm not prepared for it yet. I'm more like, I, I love writing. Like mm-hmm. I am in the best headspace in my life when I'm writing. And it's something that I found recently, um, you know, I've had a, a lot of me- mental health kind of issues uh, this past like two years, really. Um, and I realized that when I'm the happiest is when I'm like knee deep in writing and have like a project to work on. Um, so definitely like that's always my key focus is just to keep writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people want some lessons later, I might uh, might consider it. Sick. Yeah, it's, re- it's, it's, uh, it's rewarding. Not that I've given lessons, but I've taught lessons for sports. I've given lessons for you know pitching and stuff like that. But um, yeah. yeah, and and I don't know, I don't know if this is if this is helpful in any way, but I feel like 
when it comes like for, like for me being a vocalist, like I love going online and just like finding different people and like seeing like different how they how they because exp- everyone explains things differently. And um, yeah. like I even even right now I like currently I've uh, like once a week I do like I meet up with a we have a vocal coach. I say we because Mike has been to like three lessons or whatever. <laughs> I'll, do, no, I, I'm I'm gonna make a comeback. Do it. You got to. I'm gonna make a comeback because I, I have to now. You do yeah, have to. What am I have doing? To what? Yeah, yeah. I have to now. Mike will be there tomorrow. Um, committed, committed now. Yeah, and so like all that to say, and then I'm saying this because when we were in Australia, um, the last the last two dates of the um, this band Outsider, their vocalist had to take off for a wedding, and so they they flew like one of their buddies just like flew in and to fill in for him, and then he does like a um, the band their vocalist does like a really low kind of kind of scream kind of thing. And this dude can do that stuff, but that's not how he, that's not his normal range. And so I was kind of, when I, when I realized that like, that's not what he normally does, then I was intrigued by it. When I, and then when I spoke to him, he was telling me, he's like, oh dude, I'm a big like vocal nerd. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start doing lessons and stuff. Cause like, I, I like, I like study vocal cords. I study how everything works. I know what I'm doing. And I was like, yeah, interesting. And just, just talking with him, like, um, he just hearing because it's like it's it's uh like i i want to be i want to be working with the my vocal coach i work with now because i think she's great and like she's she's helping me in another area of my singing but it was cool mm-hmm. to like talk to somebody that is like yeah in the heavier world to to be like this is this is how i would warm up you know blah yeah. blah and he's, he's kind of asking what i did he's like okay he's like that that he's like, yeah that works he's like I, I would you know i'd be mindful of how you're doing blah 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 and all that to say is like I feel like you might have a bigger audience in the sense of there's a lot of guys that maybe you know want like they're they're shredders in their own right, but maybe like they don't have technique or maybe they don't have the right uh, you know maybe or maybe it's like you know it's so much I feel like it's so much more than just like this is what the scale is. Yeah, I think yeah, I feel like someone like you offers like hey this is you know yeah this is a scale, but also if you want to be faster, this is how I'm this is how I do this or this is you know, this is what I'm thinking when I'm doing this or, or, uh, or, Hey, this is what I use to make my guitar sound like this. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just, you know, I think giving some tips and tricks, I think goes a long way because every musician has their own tips and their own way of doing things, their own unique style that other people could learn from. Mm -hmm. Um, and if they're listening to you, they're already past the beginner stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like at that point it's almost like you you're more you're more of giving like it's more like tips and like advice and like almost like maybe mentoring which is I think something cool. Yeah. It's I think that I I would rather get into more like writing tips uh cool. just because I feel like yeah. that's like where I that's kind of more my forte. I I've I've said this like so many times I feel like already like there's so many like shredders that can out shred me like easily. Mm-hmm. And like I know that and that's totally okay but like nobody's going to replace my sound and like right. my right. music. Um, everybody has u- a, a unique sound. Right. And I think that that's what I have to offer um, when it comes to like tips and tricks and stuff like that. Um, I, I know that like Will Ramos from um, Lorna Shore, he does amazing like coaching videos yeah. on technique and stuff like yeah. that, dude. Uh, really, really cool stuff. And he can sing. Um, I know. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, he can. Yeah. Yeah, he actually came up to Utah to do his lab, te- like his like 
where they did like the microphone oh, the one in his microscope throat? down his throat yeah oh, no yeah way. that was uh, here in salt lake yeah wow it was pretty cool um yeah that was that was an awesome video so, yeah. The, yeah dude those those videos like like mike was saying like it is it is cool to see a ton of different perspectives because like when i started <laughs> jamming with them on this on this project our mm-hmm. the other guitar player ryan does so many so many pinch harmonics so many fucking like weird like uh like squealy parts mm-hmm. and so i legit like i had to watch like seven different pitch harmonic videos and then just take little pieces of advice from everybody yeah. to almost figure yep. it out to almost and figure form it out. your own and do it your own way yeah exactly. yeah i was like what the fuck is th- what's happening i just hit the note and then just it's touch awesome. it with my finger afterwards there you go there you go <laughs> I got that's this. all you gotta do that's it <laughs> so that's so dope Dude, that's hell yeah. Dude, and then la- last question, just because I'm curious, uh, how did the whole collab like with Angel Vivaldi co- come about? Yeah, so um, I've met with Angel. So I, it was an interesting story. So I was uh, one of his Twitch watchers. Um, uh, I'm a huge Angel Vivaldi fan, um, and uh, just he's an all around great dude. And he was listening to other people's music, and I just kind of was like, here you can pretty much squash my music and tell me it sucks. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll fucking do it, dude. I'll fucking do it. I'll, I'll listen to your stupid music, you know? Sure, let's <laughs> fucking send it over. And I'm like, all right, make fun of it. Here you go. Like, mm-hmm. have at it. Like, that's that's what it's here for. Mm-hmm. Critique the shit out of it. And he listened to it, and he was just like, the fuck is this, bro? What, what are you, what? Okay. And it was such a cool, neat experience to, like, have him, like, watch his reaction and i was like oh wow okay he's he's digging it that's cool yeah and then we started chatting after that um and he started kind of coaching me on some stuff um and then i get a text from him you know basically saying hey um do you want to be in my music video um and i'm like uh yeah like <laughs> i'll fucking make it happen i don't fucking care i'll take the time off i don't i'll make it happen <laughs> yeah and he was like yeah okay here's the details and i'm like all right so Dude. flew out to New York and it was a blast. Um, we had a 16 hour like day filming and it was like something I've never been a part of. And mm-hmm. I was just like, "Dude, this is legit. Like, and it shaped my mind too, of like going, Oh, okay. This is how things should be done. Mm-hmm. And just seeing him, how he works, man. Like the guy just gives off a, an energy that is so confident. And mm-hmm. so just like, he's just so good at what he does. Um, and it was humbling to see. And it was just like, wow, this is, amazing like this is an artist to me yeah um and that really kind of shaped like what i wanted to do um as well like just watching him work was like mind-blowing um so and super neat experience um super grateful um and we've we've kept in touch he's a really good guy um so yeah it was just out of nowhere he yeah he just texted me and was like hey want to want to be in my music video i'm like fuck yeah i'll do that's it sick that's so cool yeah it's been, well... a, it's been a wild couple years for so <laughs> um dude so so what's so you said you have some some videos kind of uh in the works right now what's what's the next release like what's what's yeah coming up i, I next hate to be you? that guy that i'm like oh, i got i got a lot in the works but i really do yeah. um i i work i work quick i work fast i have an album that i've been sitting on for four years that i'm finaling uh finalizing that actually does have vocals um mm. and your vocals or you get someone mean, not mine i i i, um, I hired a, a buddy of mine and um, is it the other David Lyon who is a metal vocalist? That's what I found too, man. No, I was it, like, wait, wait what? hold on, 
Hold the fuck on. Is that a thing? This is, I swear yeah. to God, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> if you, I did not know that. If you Google David Lyon okay. music, I think if you did David Lyon music, like this okay. random guy will pop up that's like, I'm David okay. Lyon and I'm a metal vocalist. And he has a full on website. No way. Spelled the same and everything. I was like, wait, you, guys, you have right. to. You guys, you guys, I, I'm oh. going to have to collaborate with this guy. Yeah. David Lyon and David Lyon. <laughs> Yeah, the fucking lions. Dude. Uh, dude, that is that is funny. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I have to make this happen now. Um, so yeah, I, I have this album that's, yeah, it's, it's been in the works for like four years. And while working on that, I was like, I can't just sit on that for four years. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no fucking way. I got to do stuff in the meantime. So I've already come out with my first solo EP. I have another EP that should be out this year. It was supposed to release in April, ran into some snags. Um, so it should be out later this year, um, shooting two, uh, three videos for that. And then um, already started writing for my next EP, which is halfway done. So I have a lot in the works. It's now just kind of uh, sitting on some stuff, time. You know, unfortunately these things take time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping this year will be a, a fun year of full of releases. Um, hopefully the uh, full length album with the singer will be out next year. Um, okay. That's what I'm hoping Sick. for. I would love for it to be released this year, but I just, I know how these things go. Yeah. Yeah. So lots, lots in the works for sure. I hate to be that guy, but there is. And hey, it's we're, fun. we're those guys too. We're man. those guys too. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. You want to plug like any social medias, anything, anything like that? <clears throat> oh, uh, Hit me up, uh, check out my music, David Lyon. Um, you can, my handle is usually just David Lyon music. Um, I'm on all the social medias, um, check out my stuff. Um, and don't stop believing if you have a dream, just fucking do it. Chase towards it. That's the only way to do it. Never give up. So. Dude, and, and we're, yeah. we're doing this super, super backwards, but we didn't do our mental health check. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we we like to do a uh, so we uh... every every episode we we try to check and see where we're at mentally like for that week, and uh, okay. it helps us like keep track of you know if we're going right what are we doing if we're not yeah. you know what are we neglecting to do that is like keeping us there. So you're you're our guest. Would you mind going first and giving us your sure. your mental health this week? This week uh, I feel like I'm on the up. Um, nice, and uh, it's. I feel like I'm, uh, I'm getting, gaining some motivation. I feel like I'm gaining some uh, confidence back. Um, so this week has actually been, you guys caught me on a great week. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's, it's, things are, are trending up uh, for me. Uh, so thanks for having me. Uh, this really actually helped a lot. Um, really, really, really appreciate it. Um, how about you guys? Michael? Uh, mentally for me, I'm doing well. I feel like this has been, a, it's been a good, uh, my life's been kind of crazy. Last, yeah, it's been crazy. And so this last week, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm getting on a good, uh, like finally get, finding my my footing and in this new world I'm finding myself in, and uh, I feel good. Yeah, that's like, stop, Martin. <laughs> Martin's just Martin's over here. Just <laughs> Martin's in the background, just doing this. He's making heart, he's doing heart, yeah. heart things, and yeah. <laughs> Where are you, at, Michael? What about you? Uh, I'm good. I've just been, um, this weekend was actually, was kind of rad. Like I just, I spent some time with family Friday night, um, 
caught Turnstile and Blink on Saturday night. Nice. Um, we got coffee together on Saturday morning. Surprisingly, uh, surprisingly, Blink sounded good. Um, I was fully expecting to go in and have Blink sound like, like Blink, Blink does yeah. live. And yeah, hey, Tom's been playing his guitar. Um, <laughs> it's it sounded good. It was it was actually a pretty fun show. And um, went That's with awesome. uh, with our boy Raw. Shout out Raw, Liquid Death, and and also um, with uh, Andrew. Share the backline. And uh, and Andrew got got emotional together with Adam's song. So you know, nice. it's cool. It was, it was a nice little, nice little experience. Other than good that, time. I've been chilling. Real good. But, and before we take That's off, awesome. you, you kind of mentioned you've had uh, you've had you know moments where you've been like depressed or you've had down downtimes. Um, you know, and you said writing is a big a big thing for you. What what other yeah. what other uh, what else do you kind of use to get you out of like a funk when you're when you're in it? Usually, I would turn to like working out or uh, anything like that, more family time, things like that. But I think in the last couple of years, those things have um, not that they haven't worked, but uh, I think I've just been in a deep dark space for a very long time uh that getting out was it's just been difficult mm -hmm. um i think that uh I, I lost my confidence somewhere um and the ability to feel i think that i had a huge um why can't i think of what that's called um uh wow i can't think of that word uh, i feel i feel imposter syndrome all the time so I don't Thank know if that's, you. If that's, that's what it. it is. Is that what that's it is? That's the word. Uh, I was like, cool. Yep, the imposter feel... syndrome. Yeah. So after writing the album that has not been released, um, I feel like I've kind of been comparing everything to that, mm. and nothing has been really sounding like that. It's a, you know, a, it's an album that I poured my heart, heart and soul into, and even though I pour my heart and soul into everything else I write, it's just not that. And I think that there's just been, and I think it's really just been this week of this like, um, kind of ha having this understanding of really what acceptance is. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been in and out of therapy for the past two years, um, and they've always talked to me about acceptance, and it's something that doesn't really click. You're like, yeah, okay, acceptance. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I need to accept things how they are. But I think this week, really, um, I, I realized that you need to accept the present and what is happening around you today and that maybe you'll never get that mojo back that's okay it's okay that you'll never be that person again but you need to look at what you have today and make today better mm. instead of just comparing that you don't feel that way anymore you're not that super superman guy who you felt could do it all you know uh raising kids uh creating music, working a full-time job, um, going to the gym, being a husband and doing it all. You know, maybe you don't feel like that anymore, but that doesn't mean that you can't strive for that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that really hit this week um, as I've been dealing with that for, for two years now of not feeling like that. Um, may maybe a little bit of this has helped. Uh, I picked <laughs> this up since I went to fucking California. I was smoked <laughs> cigarettes for... I smoked cigarettes for two years. Um, I quit for a year and then I picked this stupid thing back up um, or this fucking robot thing uh, <laughs> while I was in California. Maybe that's kind of helped a little bit because I felt like uh, when I quit cigarettes, it put me into a really, really, really dark space. 
Um, and I've just kind of slowly been trying to climb out. Um, so this week has definitely been awesome for me. Um, this chatting with you guys, uh, telling you guys my story and telling you guys, you know, about how I felt this, this is, this is great. Uh, so I really appreciate you guys and all that you guys do. So hey man, we appreciate you taking the time to come on with us, man. Yeah, man. I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked we finally got you on. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yes. And, uh. Next time I'm in town, I will fucking hit you guys up and we Dude. can do this in, uh, in person. Dude, even if it's just to hang out, man, yeah. hit us up. Or give us I any would, uh, give us any dietary to. restrictions that you have, and we'll we'll find yeah we'll find some food. I for you. Hey, I ate Taco Bell for a fucking year straight. <laughs> I have zero zero diet. You know, True. Zero restrictions. Okay. We, there's actually a Taco Bell right here now, so mm-hmm. we're good. It's really not a nice one. Game on! <laughs> it's it's a date. It's a date. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah, dude. Well, thank you so much once again for coming on. Thank you guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.